Welcome to the Issues of Life podcast with Dr. David Shamenda. Well, today, in this episode 12 of uh, The Spirit of Offense, I want to look on something that is very important. You know, we all know the story of uh, Aminon and Tamar and Absalom. <clears throat> you know, when you look in the Bible, there's quite a lot that uh, is involved in there. In the course of time, the Bible tells us how Aminon and the son of David fell in love with Tamar, and Tamar was the sister. <laughs> These were siblings. Uh, although half-sisters, they come from the same father. The beautiful sister of Absalom, son of David. Aminon became so obsessed with his sister. Just imagine, that's very repulsive and demonic. That's what we call in this time today, incest. You know, and the incest is there. This man was obsessed with the spirit of offense and the, all what he wanted, it was the sister. He didn't even say, man, it'll be good to see my sister get married to another man and I see a beautiful child. Lemonon became so obsessed with his sister's Tamar that he made himself ill. And during that time, the sister Tamar, she was a virgin, and it seemed impossible for him to do anything to her, you know. But when a person evil has come, you never know. But we all know the story of how now Aminon had an advisor named Jonadab, the son of Shammah, Dev's brother. Jonadab was a very shrewd man, you know. Always be careful who gives you advice because advice that comes from a corrupted heart, they will destroy you. He asked the Aminon, why do you think the king's son looks so haggard morning after morning? Won't you tell me? Aminon said to him, I'm in love with Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. Now imagine he had even the guts. <laughs> you can imagine a person telling your uncle like that. to <laughs> say, the one whom I want is my half-sibling. You know, they say a child is 90%. When you go to DNA, if you go to DNA, they say 99.90% is the father's child. <laughs> you know, the father is the, fa- the son or the girl is the father. That means 99.9% Aminon and the Tama shared the same blood. You can imagine. That's, it doesn't surpass that, you know, being the spirit of incest. He goes to say, this man gives the, the one of the wicked immoral advice that one can ever imagine. Go to bed and they pretend to be you. Jonadab said, When your father comes to see you, say to him, I'd like my sister Tamar to come and give me something to eat. Let her prepare the food in my sight so I may watch her and then eat in front of her hand. Now, imagine this is an uncle who is saying, come and molest, rape your sister, either she wants or not. What kind of a dead, evil, satanic spirit was this? So I mean, none laid down and pretend to be you when the king David was there, you know, said, uh, I see him, what's happening, my boy? 
He says, Oh, I'd like my sister Tamar to come in. And David sent the word to Tamar at the palace, Go to the house of your brother Aminon and prepare some food for him. So Tamar went to the house, and her brother Aminon, who was there lying, she took some dough and kneaded it and made the bread in the side and baked it. Then she took the pan and saved him the bread, and he refused to eat. Then Aminon said, So everyone left them. Uh, and Aminon said to Tamar, Bring the food here into my bedroom so I may eat from your hand. And Tamar took the bread thinking, I'm taking to my brother. Who will be afraid? Who will be embarrassed when you know you are taking the food to your brother? But when she took this food to him, he ate and grabbed her and said, Come to bed with me, my sister. No, my brother. She started crying. No, she said. She refused. Don't force me. Such a thing should not be done in Israel. That's abominable. <laughs> you know, that's abominable. Don't. Don't do this wicked thing. What about me? Where could I get rid of my disgrace? And what about you? You would be like one of the wicked fools in Israel. Please speak to the king. He will not keep me from being married to you. Now, that was even a compromise. She forgets and says, well, if it means I have to marry you, let me marry you. What can I do? It's the spirit of compromise. But he went ahead and wrapped. But now, the brother Absalom, who had already an offense, he wanted to be the king. He was saying, this is the time. Your brother Absalom said to her, has Aminon, your brother, been with you? Be quiet for now, my sister. He's your brother. Don't take this thing to heart. And Tamar lived in her brother Absalom's, a desolate woman. She was devastated. Just a person raping a woman, those women, they are never the same. They have to go through therapy upon therapy, counseling. There are people right now that are suffering from that. And they don't understand what have happened. But today, if you're listening to this subject, I want to say, I'm praying a prayer of deliverance over your life. And I pray you forgive the person who did that. They thought they had authority and power and they demolished your life. Today, I want to encourage you, receive your deliverance because those that wicked person who did that to you, he is a loser. You are a winner. And he has no power over your life. And whatever he did to you, it was just in, completely out of the textbook of the devil himself. You didn't do nothing. Don't walk with your head you know, hidden or shy or think about it. Let that loser bow down in Jesus' name. And I, I declare today, as you listen to this podcast, God will start raising you up. He'll take you to the level that you have never been because you have overcome the works of this devil that tried to violate you. Oh, praise God. I had just to let that out of my chest. Hallelujah. Because I hate people who do things like that to people. Now, disappointments and the frustrations a part of daily life due to our fallen world we live in. Focusing our attention on negative situation, however, allows the spirit of offense to settle within us. Form your attitudes, take control of your reactions to problems, and shape your character. 
The Israelites in the wilderness were frustrated and offended at God because God would not move the way they expected. Are you offended at God because you have been praying and trusting God for something and it has taken a little bit longer in order to come into fruition? Don't let that delay you. God's timing is the best. Our time is not the best. You know, he may be, you may, to you, he may look like he's late, but he's never too late. He'll be on time when that thing that is placing you is needed. Cain, as well, as said in different podcasts, how Cain felt offended at God and murdered his own brother because God rejected his offer and entertains Abel. I'm trying to bring you to understand, to evaluate two characters in the Bible, namely Absalom and Ahithrope, to understand better the spirit of offense and the harm it brings. Absalom offense against David. Absalom carried an offense against his father, King David, because he failed to punish Aminon for raping his sister Tamar. This was wicked. But if Absalom allowed God and his father David to give him the counsel, this would not have been problematic. When today we talk, it's rare when people, they vilify Aminon, they vilify more Absalom for the spirit of rebellion and offense he had. First, Absalom took matters in his own hands. That's the spirit of offense. And avenged Tamar by putting Aminon to death. So the spirit of offense, you can actually end up killing someone. You see, this man, if he didn't have offense, he would have consoled his brother. He would have been attentive and adhering to what his father was desiring to be done. Later, Absalom, because right now the spirit of offense was so big and rampacious in him, he rebelled against David, his father, temporarily even asked him from the throne. That spirit has spread in him like cancer. The spirit of offense is like cancer. It can spread all over and be destructive. Ahithropes offense against David. We begin to see whereby Absalom sent a secret messenger, messages, you know, throughout the tribe of Israel to say, as soon as you hear the sound of the trumpet, this, then say, Absalom is the king. <laughs> Guess who was involved in? His uh, uncle, Aethrop, is the one who advised his brother to do what is evil. Now, his uncle, he is now training this guy to bring total destruction. 200 men from Jerusalem had accompanied Absalom. They had been invited as guests and went quite innocent, knowing nothing about the matter. While Absalom was offering sacrifice, he also sent for Ahithrope, the Gilonite, David Cancer, to come from Gilead his hometown, and so the conspirators gained strength and Absalom following his increasing script. Now, Ahithrope was 
David's most prominent counselor. Now, this man, I can literally say he had the spirit of offense, Aethrope, because he looked to David like he was his counselor, but he's the man. David didn't know whether he found out or not. He's the one who consoled Aminon for to do something that is evil. Then he also counseled Absalom to do what is evil. However, he was Bathsheba's grandfather and they carried offense against David as well. He was the grandfather to Bathsheba. So beside what he was doing, he knew he was tearing down. He was destroying the home and the family of David because of Bathsheba. He carried that offense. When crisis emerges, when a crisis emerged, he switched sides and they became the chief advisor for Absalom. <laughs> this is wicked to its fullness. You know, you can see how the spirit of offense operates. Consequences of carrying offense was so big. Now, this guy feels unforgiveness. Absalom didn't take rest until he avenged Aminon. And then deceives Absalom offense generated so much energy and the motivation he indeed asked his father, which amazed everybody, but his success, his successes didn't last long. So the spirit of offense deceives. The spirit of offense divides. And I want to say this. The spirit of number one, the spirit of offense forgives, feeds in unforgiveness. Number two, the spirit of offense divides. Number three, I mean, the spirit of offense, number two, deceives. The spirit of offense divides. What, how does it divide? Ahithrope joined Absalom in rebelling against the king. His agenda was to take revenge on David. This is serious. The wicked. Now, this is the household of cards, and the devils have just come in to permeate and penetrate the kingdom of this man. And believe me, when the spirit of offense is in the society, people, they are divided. They'll do anything. Israel, Israelites that lived in the mainland followed him in large numbers. And offense unites people of like mind, but their destinies are doomed. Don't join people that are offended and they rise against the leader that God has anointed. Because when you rise against the leader, you are rising against your own destruction. You're killing a person. I literally refuse to talk bad of anyone. If we can, I cannot say it in his face, I'll never say it. Now, number four, the spirit of offense is self-dependence. Absalom forgot that God is in control of every situation. He took matters in his own hand, and it created more problems. Then, number five, the spirit of offense creates pride. The downfall of Absalom was caused by the very thing that made him attractive, popular, and influential hidden behind his beautiful hair was the spirit of offense. Now, the spirit of offense in the church, home, family, society, and marriage, 
in every circle among your peers, certain people always talk only about what is wrong about your family, your neighbors, your co-workers, and everyone else who they don't like and anyone who disagrees with them. It can be in the church. I've heard the people, people talk about what, what they don't like about a person. You know, I remember, you know, one time, one of my dean of academy, he brought evil issues. And when I said, have you taken time to pray for these people? He rose against me. One time I had gone on vacation. And when I came, I found my office was locked. And I had to report to my lawyer. And I was not supposed to go to that office. I said, how come? And I called, you know, the board meeting to find. And this man, his rage was so serious that as I was trying to discover and dig to the pro to the point, he just folded the paper where he was writing the point, and he threw it on the face. And you know, I'm not a small man. He was a small man. I would have just picked him by the throat and pushed him to the wall. And I looked at him. I said, "You know, I can hit you." I said, "But Jesus said I should love you." And this man knelt down, and they started crying. He didn't mean evil, but God told me to forgive him. So we need to get to the point where we forgive people. Complaints turns to murmuring, resulting in offense against parents, pastors, family, husband, wife, sister, brother, cousin, friends, or anyone who disagrees with you, or either anyone who refuses to take the stand against your suggestion, creating friction. Some husbands, even wives, see only the failures on their spouse, ignoring the significant number of good things their spouse have done. Political views. People like to criticize the government instead of praying for them. I don't care who is there. And I say this very graciously. Either it's Republican or Democrat. The Bible requires us to pray for those who rule over us so that we may live a peaceful life. And I've heard Christians whereby this is all that one. He's wicked. He's not a good leader. For sure he might be wicked. But I pray that God delivers him from that wickedness. Or pray that God transforms him and change. You know, Political views, people like to criticize. How do I overcome that spirit? Focus on celebration. Do not feed the spirit of offense. Every time, focus on what is not happening and what God has not done in your life. Begin to pray that, God, this is what I want to see you doing. Shift your focus from the negative to positive things and the good things that God has already done and thank him. The Bible calls this celebration. As I end this party, celebration in the ministry, celebration helps us or in our life or whatever you do, celebration helps us to direct our energies and attentions to fulfill what God wants us to do. Focusing on God, on good things, results in celebration, gratitude, and faith. Regular celebration keeps us from being unfaithful and ungrateful to God. It helps 
people to remember that God is in control over every situation. How do we celebrate when there's so much imperfection? You can celebrate as long as you learn to focus on good things. The human eye and its ability learn to focus on, don't learn to focus on bad things. Focus involves using our muscle of eyes and they choose to exercise the will of God in our lives and they say, I'm so grateful I didn't fall the trap of the enemy. Praise God. Listen to the Issues of Life, Podcast 13. Thank you for listening to the Issues of Life podcast with Dr. David Shamenda. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when new episodes are released. 